Welcome to Labor Pains, supported by Women Connect and Support. I am your host, Teresa Reiniger. I am a woman passionate about connecting and helping women and men share their stories of infertility struggles or loss of a child during pregnancy or infancy to help support you. My guests will share their painful stories of hurt and heartache to bring you hope and inspiration so you know you are not alone on the journey to have a family to love. There will also be resources to help support you. Thank you for joining us today. Hello and welcome to my first episode of Labor Pains. I will be your host for this podcast. My name is Teresa Reiniger and I am very excited about this podcast. It's been something that I have been thinking about for almost a year, not quite a year. Um, And I want to share with you why I've been thinking about this podcast, but I'll go back a little bit um, to explain kind of some of my history. Um, I think it helps with the understanding of why I'm doing this podcast. So I am one of 13 children and my husband is one of nine. I know, crazy, very, very large families. I only tell you that because infertility um, struggles with having a family obviously did not come into play with either one of our families. At least I didn't think so. And so as, as Tom and I decided to start a family, we dated, of course, you know, and then later started a family. But as we were dating, we had kind of decided that we wanted to have six children. You know, not as big as our parents, but still a large, a large family. So that was the plan. We got married, decided we did want to have children right away. So it seemed like forever in my mind, you know, just because the periods come and you're heartbroken and the period comes and you're heartbroken. But for me, actually, I got, in the grand scheme of things, I got pregnant pretty quickly. Uh, we had our first daughter about, let's see, it would be 11 days after our first anniversary. So we got pregnant pretty quickly. No complications, no problem, great pregnancy. We had a beautiful daughter, um, no problem at all. Then I had a miscarriage. We wanted another, you know, number six. We wanted another child. I ended up having a miscarriage. Um, And I won't go into details with that, but that was really, really hard. Um, When couples, you know, at least Tom and I, and I think with all couples, when you become pregnant, the dreaming, the desires for that child, what you want to name that child, Who's that child gonna look like? Um, Gonna have blue eyes, brown eyes, blonde hair like my husband, dark hair like me. All of that starts to happen, you know? How is this gonna fit in? You know, our family dynamics gonna change with 
you know, the daughter that we already had. So all of those things, those questions and desires and dreams start to happen. And then you have a miscarriage. All of that loss, all of that, it's just devastating, along with the pain of a miscarriage. So that was really, really hard. Um, with that, I discovered that my mom had had some miscarriages that I had no idea she had had, you know, because people don't talk about those things. Unless someone goes through it close to you, it's not discussed, it's not talked about. So that was a little reassuring, I guess. And then um, we, we tried again right away and I got pregnant fairly quickly and we had another daughter. Um, and then we had a third daughter. So I'm like, this, this, is, this is good, we wanted six. That daughter was, we had some complications with her. Uh, she was born with a birth defect. So that was a difficult, very, very difficult time in our life. Uh, I ended up having her via C-section because the umbilical cord was wrapped around her neck, which later we discovered was a blessing. She was born with something called an infallocele. Um, it was a birth defect, and basically, in layman's terms, how to describe it, she had a huge opening um, in her abdomen, and all of her internal organs were outside of her body. And so we believe that if she would have, um, I would have had her naturally, that she may not have survived coming down through the birth canal. But so it was emergency C-section, knocked me out. Um, back in the day, that's just how they did it and they wanted to do it quickly. So I was put under, I woke to my doctor and my husband walking in the room and my husband in tears. And of course, the first thing that came to my mind was we lost, we lost our child. We lost, we lost our baby. Back then you didn't know if you were having a boy or a girl but we had lost our child. I was devastated. My heart sank to then the doctor explaining what was what had happened and that they were going to immediately send her over to Cardinal Glennon Hospital in St. Louis. Um, and so they did bring her in for a minute or two. I got to see her, couldn't hold her anything, just got to see her, um, and then she was gone. My husband stayed a few minutes and then he was gone you know, to be at Cardinal Glennon when, when she got there. And so paperwork, all that kind of stuff, you know, for her to go into surgery. And so the next several days, the next week was just really, really hard, very emotional. My emotions were all over the place. I had joy that she had survived, but fear, um, just worry. The staff was amazing. They brought me article after article about what she had to help um, explain to me, you know, what what she, you know, what was going on, what to expect. My poor husband, God love him, love that man. He's amazing. So he's going back and forth, hospital, hospital, to see her, see me. I should go back. Surgery was successful with her. Um, Basically, she had until a year old, they just pulled the skin around and she had a large hernia for a year. And then they repaired that. Um, so no problem, never anticipated any problem with her at all after that. It was just a really rough um, first couple weeks, month or so. 
Um, so anyway, my husband back and forth to hospital, hospital, visit our two older daughters. So I love him. He's amazing handling all of that. Um, I couldn't imagine the emotion he was going through. I know the emotion I was going through, kind of stuck at the hospital, you know, um, having a C-section, having to recover from that. I did talk to talk them into after three days releasing me so I could go over and see her. Typically back then when she was, um, they kept you for at least five days um, with a C-section. So I did talk them into let me go and they did and I had promised not to drive, I had to promise all those things, be careful, blah, blah, blah. So we did. And so it was still hard because I couldn't drive, so I couldn't see her very often. I had to have somebody take me, and then of course arrange for my other two daughters. So it was a really rough, she was only in the hospital for about a week, so it was a really, really rough week. But we made it through all as well. So uh, she had her surgery um, at a year old to repair everything. But we still remember we wanted six children, so we thought, okay, we'll try again. And that, and with that, they weren't sure about the um, the uh, birth defects, so we they wanted us to do some genetic testing. So kind of started some paperwork on that because they knew we wanted more children. So started on that a little bit, and then I became pregnant, and it wasn't long. I didn't carry very long, and I had miscarried. Um, but after that, you know, my husband and I, you know, just like I said, the, for the first miscarriage, it was hard, you know, you, you just, all the dreams start, you know, you have three girls, this is our boy, we're going to have a boy, um, he wanted a boy, and then the loss. So, but after much discussion, it was determined that that would be it. We had three now beautiful, healthy daughters and it was just too emotionally too hard for us to go through another loss. So we decided we would be satisfied with that and we would just, instead of six, we would have three daughters. And so all is well, lived our life, um, raised those girls, enjoyed life. He is a very good father to those girls. Um, then the girls, you know, course they probably don't know this but they'll know now so why they're teenagers three teenage girls you know life is a little rough in the house but the prayer always was God please keep them safe you know um, no pregnancies you know let them have those dreams for their life you know just prayed for no pregnancies so they became older they got married um, all um, have wonderful spouses. So my oldest daughter, um, they dated for a long time, and she's going to come on and tell her story in an episode. But they dated and decided to have children, got married, decided to have children. And she had, I'll just briefly, she had several miscarriages. Um, went to a couple different fertility doctors um, to discover lots of several miscarriages, like I think I said, um, to discover that she would never carry their biological child. Just genetic stuff, um, and she'll explain all that. But we do, they do have a daughter um, through surrogacy, and like I said, she'll come on and explain that. And then my second and third daughter, 
um, decided that they wanted to have children, you know, start their families. They're married and want to start their families as well. The second daughter, um, trouble getting pregnant, um, some miscarriages. Remember, we came from two very large families, very fertile families, and I just remember saying, how does this happen? You know, we have these two big families that were very fertile, and now I have two daughters that are struggling to get pregnant and then losing those pregnancies. I just could not wrap my head around it. Um, then she eventually did, you know, carry a child, um, and she had to have fertility drugs to help her conceive. And so then he was born very early, he had a rough beginning of his life, and I hope to have her also on um, an episode where she can go into detail of her, her story, so I won't go into a whole lot about that. Um, and then my third daughter, you know, she's the one that had the birth defects. So there was always in the back of my mind that worry, you know, is she going to be ha able to have children, you know? And there were other things, you know, complications or anything. Was there ever going to be a problem? Um, but then as she was talking about having children and stuff, the, that popped back in my head. Um, and I thought, hmm, this will... This is gonna worry me a little. But the other thing was, I never thought she would have children. Uh, she is a lesbian, but her and her wife decided that they did wanna have children and that my daughter would be the one to carry. So, um, and hope to have her on as well. She didn't really have any difficulty getting pregnant, but of course, this is a whole different ball game, you know? Um, now there's, um, like, how does this happen? Like where do you get sperm? So she had to have, you know, a sperm donor and hopefully she'll come on and explain. If not, I will in a later episode of the whole process of um, determining where that sperm is coming from, you know? Um, so that was an interesting process. We kind of had a lot of fun with that, but hopefully she'll come on and, and she can kind of talk about that. So she had no problem getting pregnant and with, with the sperm donor, and she has a beautiful daughter. And so, and at this point, that's it. Each one of them have, in my eyes, three little miracles. I have three little miracle grandchildren. Um, they were not, they did not come to this world in the typical, uh, normal way that, that children do, you know. Um, there's nothing traditional about how they how they became. Um, you know, the get married, have sex, have a baby. You know, that that's just not how it works in our household. And so, but when all of that was happening with my daughters, it resurfaced all of my heartache and pain from when I had miscarriages and when I was going through that. And then even the thought of, you know, I can remember after our second miscarriage thinking, we'll never have a boy. Those must have been our two boys. My body just couldn't carry, you know, boys. And the blame um, and the, the, the hurt that we put on ourselves as, as women, 
as to why we can't carry and what are we doing wrong and all of those things just you know for me came crashing back as they were going through it you know it's very hard to to go through things like that with your children you want to always and just this is the same with spouses you want to always protect them from all heartache and harm um, but then you do you can totally especially for me feel what they're going through because you've been through it and so all of that surfaced back into my mind and so that is why the podcast um, originally there was going to be kind of a title of how I became the grandma a grandma the non-traditional way you know there's nothing traditional about a surrogate the sperm donor fertility drugs but they're here they're beautiful and we are so 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 thankful so for the podcast it is a place where I want men and women to share their stories um, men do go through a very um, hard time as well they struggle just the same I know my husband did I know my son-in-law um, one of them I spoke to about did and I have talked to men that they do want to tell their story their side of, of that heartache and so the podcast will be just other men and women telling their stories but most importantly helping others that are struggling with the same thing to know more importantly than anything that there is nothing wrong with you and not to blame yourself and to really most importantly to not give up hope to keep asking questions to keep searching for the answers and the solutions so that you can have that family that you so desperately want those children to love to care for so we will just continue to I will continue to share stories um, of people that have reached out to me um, there'll be all kinds of stories of loss there'll be all kinds of stories of struggles um, with infertility or loss during uh, pregnancy or even infancy and the sole purpose is to help others going through it because we don't talk about it you know we don't know someone that's gone through it and I want to be a place where you can reach out to me um, and then eventually to the men or women and connect with them to ask questions and to get the support that you need to help you through it it's been an amazing journey for me with my daughters with my husband they're my daughter's um, spouses um, to just be able to open up and talk about 
all of these different situations. The biggest thing why they were going through some of it is like, how does this happen? Like, why does this happen? I just couldn't logically figure it out. And sometimes there's no logical explanation of why a couple is not getting pregnant. Everything's both good with both parties. Man, the, both, both of them, men and women, the husband and wife are, are the couple, but they're just not conceiving and holding a pregnancy. But it's it's crazy. It is it's it's wild that with all the technology that we have, that there's still children that are lost. So um, with that, I just want to let you know that to stay tuned um, for for many many episodes to come. That I will also have on for different episodes different organizations that can help support um, in in our area here. Uh, is the SHARE um, organization that helps with um, grief and grief support groups. Fertility doctors, OB doctors, um, I'd like to have chiropractors on as well as nutritionists. I think there's a lot that we don't know that we can do to help um, get pregnant and hold those pregnancies. There are things that we can do with our health to make sure that happens. I'd like to have some authors of some books, um, maybe even uh, family attorneys. I know that is something that my daughter needed with the, going through the surrogate, uh, with the surrogate. And so all of those resources I'd like to have available to you and have them come on and, and share um, some of those resources with you. So if this has touched you in any way, has sparked something in you, have um, sparked um, a, a memory of something that you went through or you know someone that's going through something difficult, please um, share this with them. Please follow the episode. Please do a review. Um, I want this to, to touch and reach many, many lives really all over the world. I'm from the St. Louis area, and I know a lot of people here that struggle, but it's worldwide. It does not discriminate at all. Um, it is in every race. It is in every, it is in every economic background race. It's, it, it does not discriminate in any way. So I would like to reach out really across the world because I think it's, it's the same everywhere. So with that, um, you can connect with me um, either uh, through Facebook at this point under Women Connect and Support or you can reach out to me via email at teresa.womenconnect.com 2019 at gmail.com and all that information will be in the show notes and I look forward to if you have a story you reaching out to me so that I can hear your story I can share your story you can share your story we do know as people share their own story it is therapeutic for them to help them through 
the grief that they're experiencing. Grief doesn't go away, even like for me. After, you know, 35 years, 30 years, it came back, you know, the feeling of that loss of those miscarriages that I had. And so things happen and those things come back. So with that, I'd like to close and um, stay tuned for our next episode.